Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CHGO Chicago Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski. To my left here is Greg Boyson. And to my other left is Mario Tirabasi. We're going to break down the Blackhawks 4-2 win over the Ducks in Anaheim. Good game, wide open game, lots to get to there. Also some off the ice news, Jonathan Taves, uh, with some, I don't know if the word's controversial, but uh, some interesting comments uh, after the morning skate today. Very We're going to get to that as well. But, uh, fellas, let's start with the game tonight. Uh, like I said, the Hawks beat the Ducks 4-2. to two. Solid performance overall. One of the more, I wouldn't say dominating, but one of the more, you know, start-to-finish solid overall efforts of the season, in my opinion. It, it helped that the Ducks were pretty pretty banged up in this game. They were not anywhere near the, uh, you know, full strength lineup that they could have iced, but Hey, I mean, you, you, you play with the guys that you're, that are on, on your roster and ready to go. Um, both teams were active at the deadline selling off players. So this was, uh, you know, this was two teams that were, uh, coming off the deadline playing with, with, with new players playing down players in, in, in the Blackhawks case, uh, with, without Brandon Hagel, without Mark Andre Fleury, but the guys that have that have come in in, in their place, Kevin Lankin in a pretty good game tonight. Taylor Radish was was uh, visible again. Boris Kachuk also, you know, getting in there, mixing things up. I mean, it's it's it's, it's those kinds of things that you like to see um, out of a team that's not contending, uh, out of a team that had to go through some some tough times in the last couple of days and and lose some players. But um, yeah, pretty good effort tonight. Uh, Kevin Lankin looked good and. Hawks get the uh, get the win. If they if they they play the Ducks, you know, a bunch <laughs> in the regular season, they we'd be talking about a contender here. But uh, only 
I think two or three times this year that they've uh, they've played each other. Yeah, if we can get 54 games against the Ducks between here and the end of the season, we might have a playoff team on our hand. But I want to point out the Blackhawks are undefeated since Jay Zawaski has done post-game <laughs> shows. Hey. Right. Yeah, so uh, congratulations. But, no, that was a really good game, real good road game. They started off strong. And what I like to see was – it was those energy guys that kind of set the tone early. Sam Lafferty had a really good game. That line with him and Kachuk and um, Mackenzie Entwistle was really good, uh, especially in that first period. They kind of set another guy that uh, I thought had a great game doing exactly what he's supposed to do was Reese Johnson. He was a guy that missed a lot of games, not a guy you're going to look for to be an all-star, to be a, a, a point guy. But he went out there and did what he did. Big hits, giving, you know, taking those dirty, grindy, greasy shifts, whatever you want to call dirty, it. Dirty, grindy, greasy. Yes. That's, uh, so a tip of the cap to a guy like Reese Johnson who did. And hey, Riley Stillman with the, uh, yeah. the Duncan Key slap pass that actually worked. <laughs> it functioned this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, good job by him. He's a guy go. that's, you know, had a couple of, uh, there's a little redemption on that play. You know, he was a guy that kind of fell asleep in that one goal in the last game that that, that gave it up. So, you know, uh, nice nice play there. And Dylan Strom continues to be red hot. Patrick Kane owns the Ducks, apparently. Uh, I wonder the, if he's been added to their a quiet three-point night. Yeah, you know, nine points in his last two games against the Ducks. Uh, that's, I believe it's now uh, nine games in a row he's got at least one point mm-hmm. against the Ducks. Seven straight wins versus Anaheim for the Blackhawks. So... Dear NHL, next season let's <laughs> let's get like a forty-two. No, let's actually not. We want to we want to lose more next year for that number one pick. So no games against the Ducks next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leave them off the schedule. Get them off the schedule altogether. There'll be two less nine midnight post game shows for us too. Yeah, exactly. Well, and by the way, it is midnight. Thank you, everybody who's in the chat. Everybody's watching us live. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the CHGO it YouTube is channel. Thursday morning in Chicago. It really is, uh, truly. And you guys brought it up. Strong start to this game, and that was something I was very interested in seeing how the team would respond after an active trade deadline where a guy who was here for a short time but quickly became one of the hearts and souls of the team and Marc-Andre Fleury departing. Brandon Hagel, who was clearly beloved by all of his teammates, departs. And... To start the game, the Hawks came out really strong. That first period, one of their best of the year, really dominated in all aspects of the game in the first. And uh, that response, maybe it puts a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they're a little pissed off about how things went down at the deadline. But, hey, one game after, the response was great. And that, that's all, at this point, that's all you can ask for is solid efforts until the you know until game 82 is played and the playoffs begin and the Hawks can start watching them from home. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, we're definitely going to get into the uh, the comments by Jonathan Taze. But, yeah, you mentioned it, you know, the the kind of response post-trade deadline that you would want to see from 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 a team that, you know, sold off some some important pieces. Um, you know, you, you want to see guys come out and, and have something to play for. And, you know, Derek King said it before the game, you know, they don't, they're not they don't have the postseason to play for, so they're playing for each other. So that's, that's uh, you know, uh, first game after the deadline, that's the kind of effort you want to see that's the kind of performance you want to see and you know maybe the maybe the the words of Jonathan Taze the the attitude that he may pers- you know perceive to have uh about the the rebuild and and whatever is not actually leaking into the uh the rest of the locker room for the time being yeah um 
there's a this, the roster for next year is wide open right now. Yeah. There's a lot of guys out here that were on the ice tonight that are working for next year. The better you play these last five, six weeks, whatever it is left, the more of a chance you got to be on this roster next year and maybe the year after and the year after. That's what they're playing for. They're playing for the, them, themselves. They're playing for each other, but they're also playing for their futures, whether it's here with the Blackhawks or it's going to be someplace else. A lot of guys, you know, they showed in, they showed on the TNT broadcast, Kyle Davison, he's there. He's watching. You got to impress now. Now is the time to do it. And there were a lot of those guys that are maybe fringe NHL guys that are definitely looking. And we've said it already. Taylor Radish, Boris Kachuk, man, they have been so impressive these first three games. They are taking advantage of a situation that some guys may just, you know, pout and say, man, I'm going from Tampa to the Blackhawks. This stinks. Taylor Radish is just, you know. Blackhawks won the Brandon Hagel trade there. I said it. I said it. I'm kidding. Three points to zero. Exactly. Where's your Brendan Hagel now? No, I'm kidding. I love, we love Brandon Hagel. And yes, it's way too early, but so far the return has been great. It's nice to see these guys get here with some energy. Uh, it looked to be contagious tonight. Yeah. And you know, these new guys contributing right away. I, I love to see it. Two guys that, when you saw who they were when that trade was made, I saw so many comments. Oh, they only have six points or nine points. Well, they weren't getting playing the, eight the, minutes a yeah, night. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys can get buried on those bottom lines in Tampa and not get the opportunity. They're getting the opportunity here. Radish has got two goals and a, and uh, an assist. He's a point per game since getting here. Kachuk, you know, he's been close, but he's been noticeable. He's playing his game, and that it's just great to see. So uh, I'm encouraged. From those guys, and, and that's what you want to see. These guys are making a statement saying, we want to be here. We deserve you know, to be here when you know we, we kick in the rebuild for next season. Well, another guy who stands out, too, is Kyle Davidson's first trade. Sam Lafferty was just all over the place in this game, especially in the first period. And you can see he lacks a little bit of finish. In he his lacks off- a lot of finish. A lot of finish <laughs> in his offensive game, but... Look, he's creating chances. He's creating opportunities. He's getting in the corners. He's playing in front of the net. He's doing everything you want a player to do. He's running and into John Gibson. Yeah, we, we talked about this on the trade deadline show. You know, Kyle Davidson has clearly identified what the Hawks have lacked for the last few years, and that's willingness to engage from a lot of guys on the team. And you bring in Lafferty and Radish and Kachuk, and these are guys who are willing and able to go mix it up a little bit and get in front of the net and play that kind of a dirty game. And it, it, like, you know, DeBrinkit and Kane, those guys are, are awesome. They're superstars and every team is better for having them, but you got Dylan Strom and you got Kubelik. Those are a lot of guys who are kind of perimeter players. They don't really get their noses dirty. So that was something that we can see uh, very obviously Kyle Davidson has identified from day one and has quickly moved to adjust. Now, whether or not, Radish or Kachuk or Lafferty are part of this franchise when they're good again, when they're competing again, when they're in playoff position again, remains to be seen. But you said it, Greg, these guys are fighting for their futures. And those three specifically to me have really stood out in terms of really playing balls to the wall, doing everything they can to make a solid impression on Derek King and Kyle Davidson. And I mean, honestly, the opposition, right? They, right. These guys want to be noticed 
and they want to get their chance here or elsewhere. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure other teams are taking notice too, saying, hey, if they're not re-upped in Chicago, these are definitely guys that can play on our team. So it's what you want to see. Um, and it's definitely encouraging. And, you know, picking up a win is, is always fun too. And these are guys that I think we, you know, like you said, Jay, we don't know if they're going to be around, but at least for the short-term future, those are guys that you want to have on the team and in the locker room that are going to be able to put in the energy, put in the effort, whether, you know, it's a contending team or not. They're the, they're the kind of people that you want to have uh, on your roster to, you know, show some of the younger players, like, hey, like, if you want to make it in this league, this is the kind of effort you have to put in. This is the kind of, you know, professionalism you want to, you want to show both on and off the ice guys that are, you know, working hard no matter what the outcome is because they know hey they're fighting for fighting for NHL jobs not not every player who plays hockey at the professional level is guaranteed to ever have a long NHL career so if you're going to if you're going to get to the league and stick there those are the kinds of players that you need to show like hey this is this is the this is the work rate you have to put in this is the effort you have to put in um and uh, yeah, I think a guy like like a guy like Sam Lafferty, he's on an expiring deal. I would have no problem bringing him back next season on another, you know, one year, two year deal, very cheap. He's he's an energy guy, and I, I think he's he's great to have um, when you're looking at, you know, building a player, uh, building a roster with young players, and and also having some of these skill guys around. He's a perfect player to have on the, on on the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's he as we mentioned could use a little help on the finish, but he's a guy that le- that can, you know, set an example on how to embrace your role, accept your role and and do the little things. Do what you're good at to stay in the league. You know, Sam Lafferty's not here because he's going to score 30 goals a season. He's here because he brings you some speed, he brings you some grit. So other young players can say, "Hey, you know, I'm going to follow his lead and just do what I'm here to do, play within myself, play my game, and I'll find a spot on this team. Well, the reality, too, is for the next few years, the games the Hawks are going to win are going to just have to be games that they outwill and outwork their opponent, right? They just don't have the skill to get into, um, you know, shootouts with these teams. I don't mean literal shootouts, but they're not going to be able to score five, six goals a night. They're going to have to grind out these wins and learn to defend. And Eddie Olchek pointed it out uh, during the game today that the Hawks were really solid at not letting the Ducks break out of the zone. They were really strong in the forecheck, really strong in the neutral zone. And yeah, the Anaheim Ducks aren't world beaters, but you're starting to see, you know, Derek King has, it feels like he's been the coach for a long time, but it takes time for these systems to develop especially when they're being implemented mid season mm-hmm. and it's not a, it's not a drastic departure from what Jeremy Collin was doing, but you're seeing a more concerted effort from everybody on the team to be in the, to work harder in the defensive zone and the neutral zone. And uh, tonight's game was a good example. I think they did a fantastic job preventing Anaheim from really getting anything going from their own end. And I think a lot, I, we've talked about it before, but I think a lot of that also breaks down with, you know, having the right person, having the right voice in the locker room. And I think, you know, the, the, the team not only, you know, s- systematically a little bit of a tweak made it made a big difference between Jeremy Carlton and Derek King. But I, I just think, you know, the energy that King has made it made a big difference. So that's that's also a, a key component to the Blackhawks, how they've played for, you know, most of this season being, you know, better than a bottom feeder. Uh, but the start that they're trying to overcome 
that's was too much. Yeah, I think King's simple approach to the game has been a welcome addition, and and it's starting like he just puts the guys on the ice. King has always say, said it many times in Rockford. You probably heard him say it to you too, Mario. That he says when things are rolling, I don't have to say anything behind the bench. Right. So I think he's taken that approach too. He's just he's taking the thinking out of the game. Like yeah. everything was so complicated under Jeremy Collins and it was guys didn't know where to go because there was just so much, you know, there. And it, it, and I think King has come in and said, listen, guys, this is where I want you to be on the ice. You know, your job, just go out and do your job, play hockey, stop thinking, work on your instincts, play that way. And you know, that's it's it, the difference has been noticeable. Uh, these guys are much looser. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're they're a better well, they are a better team under Derek King than Jeremy Colleton, but it's not because King has come in here and reinvented the wheel. He's just got these guys playing hockey again and not overthinking every single shift. Yeah, and I think Dylan Strom is a great example of putting a player in a position to succeed. Dylan Strom is not gonna do you any good on the fourth line or the third line. Dylan Strom is an offensive player. And when you put him with other offensive players, lo and behold, Dylan Strom starts to put the puck in the net, starts to pick up some assists, and becomes a much more valuable asset to your team. And a guy who was all but gone three or four months ago, they couldn't trade him fast enough. All of a sudden, we're talking while watching the game saying, hope they qualify him. He's earned a shot to play another year or two here mm-hmm. and and prove if he's you know going to be part of the next era of Blackhawks playoff teams. I I mean, it is that simple. Put players in position to succeed, use their abilities, use their strengths to their benefit, and don't punish them for not being the players they aren't meant to be. Dylan Strom is never going to win a Selkie. So don't get pissed at him when he's not perfect defensively. Get the correct matchups for him, put him in the right situations, and you're going to get success. And Dylan Strom over the last month or two, has been one of the best Blackhawks. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a situation of, like, square peg, round hole right. for Dylan Strom. Mm-hmm. And everybody saw it when he first got here. He put up career numbers playing with Patrick Kane and, and Alex Dabrinkit, and for some reason, Jeremy Collinson didn't want to put that line together again. And whatever. Um, now they're back together again, and holy crap. Dylan Strom's really good again. Yeah, it's so that? bizarre. Makes Crazy. a difference. Uh, and getting back to our Derek King, Michael uh, Wagner here asked, does Derek King feel like the Blackhawks version of Rick Renteria? I actually think we made that comparison made a couple of days ago. Before, yeah. And yeah, I, I think he is that placeholder coach. I think he's really good for a rebuild. I did not think he was the long-term solution when they hired him, but now that we've officially gone rebuild, yep. uh, give, him, give him another couple of years. He's not going to make you... He's not going to make you any worse by any means. No, there's. I don't think there's any point in bringing in, you know, a headliner kind of a coach at this point. No, King is a perfect guy to bring, you know, bring forth this next generation of Hawks. He's good with young players. He's coached them before, and uh, you know, and then when it's time to win, you reconsider. Maybe King grows in the role. No one is, you know, stagnant in their development as a coach or a player or anything. So maybe King learns over the next two, three years, and, and he remains your guy. But when it's time to win again, just like the Cubs did with Joe Madden, just like the Sox are doing with Tony La Russa, just like the Hawks did with Joel Quenville, that's when you make your move, when you realize, okay, it's time to get the final piece to this puzzle. 
go for it, bring in the big name coach then. But I think until then, let Derek King do the job until he loses it, I guess. But there's nothing, nothing that he has done as a coach to me makes me feel like he's going to put them in a bad position in any way, shape, or form. Is he going to propel them to greater heights? Probably not. But he's also going to, like we've been talking about, put the guys in the right position to win, help them succeed, and also keep a positive message for young players who might struggle and might find those lulls. Instead of being a hard ass or throwing somebody in the doghouse, he's going to be supportive and and I, I don't know I I think he is a really good candidate to be, take that interim tag off and let's see what he's got for the next couple of years while this team develops and grows. And I think that's a quality that some people it, it may rub them the wrong way how overwhelmingly positive he can be even at points this season where things were just absolutely terrible and you know we it was it was clear things were not going well you know you 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 see. You know, players not responding, players not playing well. Um, you know, th- th- we, we've, we've all seen it this season. But even still, the messaging from King was, you know, taking taking little things and building off of them, taking the little things and making them the positives and, and focusing on, on that rather than the grand scheme of things where everything was pretty bad. So I, I think that's something that you need with, with a team that's going to be looking to make small improvements for a longer-term gain. Um, and, and, you know, development of young players is, is going to be very important for the Blackhawks in the next couple of years. Um, and I think having a guy like King who came up through the, the minor league system and knows how to kind of get the most out of some of these young players is going to be is going to be important. So if he sticks around and can do stuff like that, I think that'll be, you know, the right fit for what the Blackhawks are going to try and accomplish in the next year or two. Well, look at some of the guys we've already talked about tonight. Mackenzie Entwistle. Developed and progressed under Derek King and Rockford. Brendan Hagel, Brandon Hagel. developed mm-hmm. and progressed in Rockford under Derek King. You know, Reese Johnson's another guy. We're already talking about guys that their progression can be partially credited to playing under Derek King. So he's proven that he can get young players to the next level. You were there too, Mario Rockford. Mackenzie Entwistle, that first year, did you think he was an NHL player? It was going to be a, a long shot, I thought. Yeah, and now he's he's a good he's a good kid, and he's you know is someone that you root for. But I I, I do remember thinking like no, if, that, he, if he gets to the NHL level, that'll be a success. Right, and now he's not only here, he's he's embraced his role, and he's yeah. he's done a really nice job on the bottom six. A lot of that has to do with Derek King and his patience, mm-hmm. and his putting young guys in play in positions to see. Right now, Derek King is the ideal coach for this team for the next couple seasons. Two, three years down the road, we can revisit it. But I, he, he absolutely should be the Blackhawks coach on opening night next year. I want to thank everybody who's with us on the live stream here. Um, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page and, of course, subscribe to the CHGO Chicago Blackhawks podcast wherever you get your podcast. But the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker all for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, 
you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live College Basketball Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all on your phone. Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now seems like a good time to uh, wrap up the, the game talk here, and we can get into some other things outside of the uh, the 4-2 win over the Ducks. But we're going to do that by giving out the fourth star, CHGO Blackhawks, fourth star of the game. Uh, two Blackhawks were named to the uh, three stars of the game. That was Dylan Strom and Patrick Kane. The other uh, star of the game being uh, Illinois' own uh, Sam Carrick, two-goal two uh, two night for him. But uh, for the Ducks, but yeah, the uh, the Blackhawks getting two representatives. So, uh, pretty pretty wide range of uh, of players that we could select from. And uh, Jay, this is your first time naming a CHGO fourth star of the night, so we'll let you go first. I'm going to give it to Sam Lafferty. Seventeen thirty three of ice time, four shots on goal, two hits. Really struggled at the faceoff dot. Uh, he won two and lost twelve. That's not great. It's rough. But he was all over the place. For most of the game, especially the first period, I just really like what he's brought. Uh, I did not have high hopes for him when the Hawks traded for him. Happy to say I was wrong. Lafferty's been really solid since he came over. And if he could improve his finishing by 25 or 30%, the Hawks have a really nice find on their hand. Mm-hmm. 17 and a half minutes. I, I, yeah. That, that was surprising to me. Greg, who do you got? I am going to go with goaltender Kevin Lankinen. Uh Big Solid night tonight. Choice. 27 saves on 29 shots. Uh, that's back-to-back really good starts. Of course, he got that start in Minnesota on Saturday where he made 31 sh- saves on 33 shots. So uh, this is what you want to see. This is a guy we've talked about. Is he part of the future? He is going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be up for a new contract after this year. They need to figure out if he's a guy you bring back. If he keeps playing like he has the last two games, absolutely you bring him back. He's playing for his next contract, whether it's here in Chicago or it's someplace else. Great game tonight. Back-to-back good starts for him. And this is what you want to see. Uh, he's had a rough year, but he's got a chance. He's going to be the guy for the remainder of the season. He's going to be the starter. This is his chance to recapture that magic he had last season. So far, so good. So I'm going to go with uh, our finish guy between the nets. Solid choice. Solid choice. I am going to go with uh, with the new guy, Taylor Radish. Got the uh, power play goal to, to open the scoring on the game for the Blackhawks. His seventh goal of the season. Second as a member of the Blackhawks. Um, 15 and a half minutes uh, of ice time tonight. Three shots on goal. Uh, got a hit in there as well. He's been very noticeable since coming to Chicago. Uh, from you know, it, It's clear he's a very talented player. 
that was just buried on a very talented Tampa Bay team. Um, I, I've I've got uh, you know I've got some high hopes for him. Hopefully he uh, he can turn into a, a pretty nice find for for Chicago in in the Brandon Hagel trade and um, can you know maybe become a, a player that's going to be a, a lineup regular for the the rest of his contract and maybe beyond that. You know he's yeah. he's uh, cost controlled for the next two seasons after this year. Very affordable, uh, young ish, twenty four year old. You know this is his first year in the league, uh, for first year full time in the league. So. Yeah, I think you know what we've seen so far from him is is, is pretty encouraging, and uh, hopefully he can he can continue it and you know continue to to grow the radish garden over there in Studio B. It's a very Hagel kind of a line from him in this game. Yeah. A goal, three shots, two more missed shots, you know, a hit, just a solid player. Yeah, and he's been I, I like they're using him in the on the power play in an interesting way, almost like they have like two guys in the slot. Like one's high and one's low, and he's sort of in the middle there. And I, I just, I just, I really like what he's brought to the team. And mm-hmm. you know, who knows if if it will last, if he'll continue to play this well. But so far, so good uh, for radish. I really, I like what he's brought. And uh, I think my daughter has a stuffed radish somewhere at home from her like toy kitchen from when she was a toddler. Yeah, I got to try to find it. We can put it here on our, our our swag table. Let's we'll just get some real radishes. Those don't probably won't have as long of a shelf life <laughs> as the stuffed one, but yeah, we could we fair get enough, creative. Right, we can get creative. Yeah. So who's gonna who's who's conceding their pick here? I think we got three really good candidates. Um, I, I I really do, do we, like. Do we, do we pay, rock paper scissors <laughs> in here? I really do like. Uh, obviously, I'm biased. I really do like my pick, but I I will concede Taylor Radish to uh, to Kevin Lankinen at least to Kevin Lankinen tonight. Like you said, Greg, you know this is a this is a player who you know, won the starting job last year uh, when it was looked like he was going to be maybe the number three goalie on the season. And he, and he came in and, and uh, you know, really started off really hot and the Blackhawks were in contention last year for a while because of him. This year it's been completely different. He was playing back up to Marc-Andre Fleury and getting in like one out of like every seven games. Like it was completely different from last season. So now this this latter part of the year, it's going to be him and Colin Delia. Probably going to be more Lankinen yeah. uh, than than we've seen all season. So uh, I think the last few games he's had have been pretty pretty good, and hopefully he can continue to build on that. Yeah, so and get I'll, I'll concede that to Lankinen. I'll, I'll concede that as well because you know you talk about uh, the response after a trade. Now Lankinen is responding to the spotlight being on him, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is a big opportunity for him to earn his next contract, like you said. And uh, to come out and have a performance, especially in the first period, uh, two or three really spectacular saves. Uh, Eddie O would call them ten bellers. Yeah, he was terrific. Yeah. So uh, you know the the goals he gave up were, they were what they were, and and I had no problem with either of them. And I think he's been really solid, like you said, last few games, and hopefully um, this clear starting role for him. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what it's going to be. I think. Hawks have probably made up their mind um, on Colin Delia. I think he's probably done. Yeah, with he, the organization, I, I he'll get he'll get some games, but he's it's not like he's yeah, he'll compete. play tomorrow back to back. He's not really going to be competing no. with Lankinen for oh, who are we going to invest in yeah. in the future? I, it's probably go. It's I, most likely going to be Lankinen as much as you know. I like Colin Delia, the player and the person. I I don't think his future is with Chicago. No, I I think he's yeah. I, He's up here because they want Arvid Soderblom to get more starts in Rockford. Right, yeah. So, you know, what does that tell you? Um, <laughs> well, and the Hawks did sign another goalie today. Uh, uh, yep. Jackson Stauber. 
uh, signed uh, to the Hawks. We don't know a ton about him, but Providence College legend Jackson yeah. Stoddard. <laughs> yeah, Jackson with an X. Yes, Jackson. I'm old. Boom! That Throw out the X. That yeah. Sounds naughty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, he's he's brought in. He's gonna, you know, the, the Blackhawks don't really have any depth at the position. No. So he's he's young. They and roll I, the dice on on him. Maybe you know, may, maybe he's something. If he's nothing, oh well. He is now only the second goalie to have, be under contract for next season now. Yeah. Our organization. Right, yeah. Soderblom so. is the only other guy. So now you have a tandem going into next year. There you go. There's your I don't tandem. know. I don't really There's know. There's your tandem. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't really know what much about him, I'll be honest with you. We kind of had our little pregame chat when the signing came through, and we were all kind of like, uh, what do you know about this guy? I'm like, well, he's got a pulse, and he's got his own pads. So welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but his numbers in college were pretty decent, and, uh, you know, what the heck? Let him come in, and, and maybe maybe he'll go down to Rockford and play a few games, and, and we'll see what we got. You can you can never have too many goalies in the old system there. You know, they're like, they're like relief pitchers in baseball. The more you have, the more chances you have of finding someone that can be good at it. Exactly. Right. So, so yeah, Kevin Lankinen, his first, uh, first fourth star of the season. Yes. So that congratulations to Kevin. If you're watching, we will get a free CHGO Blackhawks shirt out to you. And uh, if you enjoy the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, if you enjoy all the other podcasts we have, Bears, Bulls, Cubs, Sox, Chicago Sky, uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to all of them on CHGO Sports uh, YouTube page. Uh, check out allchgo.com for all of our written content. You can find all of the uh, uh, podcasts there as well. You know, we got post-game shows after after every game. The Bulls are doing well, so they're getting some pre-game show love as well. Um, and, yeah, check out the, uh, check out the site. Uh, a membership to CHGO unlocks all of our web content, and you can check out some of that dope merch that's on your screen right now. Uh, love all the shirts that we got. Obviously, the Blackhawks one has a special uh, place in my heart. Love that logo. Uh, so, yeah, be sure to uh, check out allchgo.com for all of our content. And, uh, yeah, hit that hit that like button. Smash that like button. Subscribe uh, on, on YouTube and uh, be sure to follow us on all the uh, social media channels as well. Yeah, and I see we got over 40 people. Uh, viewing live night at twelve thirty three at night. Yeah, so thank you for that. Thank you some so night much. Hawks. We we were wondering if it would just be the three of us talking <laughs> to nobody, but to have uh, over forty people at, in the wee hours of the morning watching our opinions on a on a rebuilding slash losing hockey team. That's pretty. <laughs> Don't that's remind a, them. <laughs> man, hey, at least, at least we're give them a reason. No, just... they are hopping on the ride at the perfect time. Yeah. This is exactly. when you hop on the ride. Oh, nice. I love that. That's great. Woo. There's our bus driver, Kyle Davison, driving the bus. We have hopped on the ride. Get in on the ground level right now. Now is the time. Not only with us here at CHGO, we're just getting off the ground, but the Blackhawks' Kyle Davidson ride is just pulling out of the first station. Love <laughs> January, it. January, I did not hit the horns for you, so you're welcome. There you go. There no you horns. Go. Joey, can you put uh, Kyle Dubas under the bus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> graphic for us? Love it. Um, all right, we got maybe, some... Uh, maybe Jonathan Taves. A little, <laughs> yeah, right. there's, Ooh, there's, there's a segue a, There's a segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's time uh, to get to the old, the old the captain. Dr- dress the elephant in the room. Uh, I know, Joey, you pulled the audio earlier today. Um, Jonathan Taves, after the morning skate, met the media... And Phil Thompson uh, had a question for him, and uh, are we ready to play his response? Does this uh, does this timeline for the rebuild that they've stated make you question your your future with the Blackhawks? Um, 
won't say it makes me question as much as like you know, for the longest time never ever um, thought never entered my mind to ever leave Chicago and in this case uh, you can't help but, but picture yourself and, and what it would be like to, to play for another team and just what that experience would bring and um, thought pops in your mind obviously but again Chicago is my home. I love the Blackhawks. Love the organization. It's, it's been uh, my family for a long time, and, and you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, putting the car before the horse or getting ahead of myself in any way. So that's 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 part of it. <laughs> three three size. Ah. Yeah, that's part of it. The other part of uh, the I guess the angst that Tay's kind of uh, invoked from from us and from the fan base, uh, a, a portion of the fan base today also came from his comments uh, about the trade deadline, um, losing some of the players that, that they did. Obviously, Brandon Hagel and, and Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, the, two, the two big losses. Um, you know, here you can see the, uh, the, the comment from Taze. I think it's become pretty clear the direction we're heading in as a franchise, and I'm not going to lie. It is. It was disheartening to see a couple of your really good friends go. For uh, the text gets a little small for me to read there, but you can you can <laughs> you can see it on the screen there. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're if for for the audio uh, for the audio audience, um, you know, Tay is basically saying that the rebuild, losing players, it's it's disheartening. You know, this is the direction of the team now. Um, really sounding a little, still a little surprised at the way the uh, Kyle Davidson has taken the organization. It's understandable that he would be upset that the season has gone this way. One of the things we love about Jonathan Taves and have loved about Jonathan Taves is his competitive nature, and he does not want to lose. He hates to lose and all those things, but there have been several incidents behind the mic with him this year where he's let – us down where he's let the fan base down, where he's let his teammates down and his former teammates down. Um, and I think maybe if this was the only one, it wouldn't feel as egregious, but he's got to know. And we talked about this in earlier in the show that when you've got a team full of young players, when you've got a, a team full of guys fighting for their careers, not just, you know, a, a, a spot in the top six or the bottom six, but their NHL careers, to have that one of the highest profile players in the league, the captain of your team, start daydreaming to the media about leaving town, that's damaging. And that is not how I want to hear the captain of the team talking. Look, there are some people on Twitter today that praised him for his honesty because, look, hockey players in general don't really speak their minds. They speak in cliches. So it's good to praise players when they do actually speak their mind. But he has to remember this. He is the captain of a young team with players that are, you know, the same way we talk about Derek King. They're very, they're, they're, they're vulnerable to influence right now. And if you look at your captain and a guy who look, a lot of these guys grew up watching play, mm -hmm. you know, they idolize this guy as a teammate and they hear him talking about like, well, yeah, you know, it's hard to not think about going somewhere else and winning. It's like, are you with us or are you against us? And, and I don't think, look, Jonathan Taves is not against the Blackhawks. I don't want to overstep it. I'm not trying to be hot takey here, but I, I just think it's, I don't know. I wish he had measured his words a little better, and he has to know after what he said after the Brandon Hagel trade 
that that question's coming today. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sort of idea with the Kyle Beach situation where you've got to be ready to answer that question. You've got to be ready to answer it correctly. As the captain of the team, there's a responsibility on you to say and do the right things. And look, even if he, deep in his heart, he's like, God, this sucks and I don't want to be here anymore. You don't say it out loud. You say it behind closed doors. You say to Kyle Davidson, you know what? This offseason, let's talk. I think I'm willing to waive my no trade clause. Let's talk about a couple teams. If you want to keep me, I'm happy to still be here, but I'm open to being traded now if you're open to trading me. That's something that happens behind the scenes. I think saying it to your teammates where everyone can hear it, where it's going to make the rounds on Twitter, I think it was irresponsible. I don't think he thought the comments through, and I think he's speaking from a place of anger, which, again, is understandable, but at the same time, he's got a responsibility as captain to say and do the right things and, and swallow his pride and swallow those emotions publicly and deal with those things privately and with the people that make those decisions. That's what frustrated me. Yeah, and how many times this year do we got to hear him take a team situation and make it about himself? Okay, I know you're upset, yeah. but spare me the pity party already. Enough. You're the captain of this team. Okay, you're still waxing poetically about Brendan Hagel and what a great friend and great teammate. All that is is honest and it's great and yeah. he's not lying. But what does that tell you to take? What if I'm Taylor Radish? I'm Boris Kachuk. Here's my captain still crying about the guys that they traded, not saying, hey, but, you know, Brendan Hagel, hate to see him go, great player, but, man, that Taylor Radish is really – that's what the captain should be saying. Yeah. Worry about the guys that are in your locker room right now, not the guys that have been traded. Yeah. I'm sorry if you didn't Google the word go- rebuild to figure out what it actually <laughs> meant. Sorry, but get over it. You're, you're, you've been in this league how long? You should know this is coming, okay? And you're the captain of a team that is now rebuilding. You know why they're rebuilding? Because you're not good. And you're the captain of that team. So maybe look in the mirror every once in a while, buddy. Like, it's just, it's infuriating that he keeps opening his mouth just to stick his foot into it. You know, people say, oh, he's what's wrong with having an ultra-competitive captain? Absolutely nothing. nothing. He's ultra-competitive. But he's just, the results aren't there. You're a $10.5 million third-line center right now. Like, if he was still being the Jonathan Taves of five years ago, then I could see being pissed off, but right. he's not. And he's got to come to grips with that. It's like he doesn't understand that maybe he's not that guy anymore. There's nothing wrong with trying to be that guy, but at some point you have to be honest with yourself and say, I'm not that guy anymore. What can I do to be better? And maybe some of that is this leadership, this veteran leadership that we keep hearing about. Well, where's that at right now? You're not acknowledging the new guys on the team that are actually performing. You know, has Kirby Doc become a great NHL center for playing a full season with Jonathan Taves? No, all that stuff is overrated too, as far as I'm concerned. So I love Jonathan Taves. One of my favorite Blackhawks of all time. Of course. That's why this stuff just gets the blood boiling because it's like, dude, that's just, as you said, think before you speak and stop doing and making this about you it's a team we all talk about hockey is the ultimate team sport well then start talking about the team and not your hurt feelings sorry i don't have time for your hurt feelings i have something here uh that it's it's not going to translate for the audio audience but i'll just describe it this is a a a captain's c patch jonathan taze has had this on his chest for 
what, 13, 14 seasons with the Blackhawks. He is one of the two remaining faces of the franchise on this roster. He, his words can mess up this locker room because, as, as you guys have said, this is a young, impressionable ro- roster right now and moving forward. If he is going to be the, the leader of the team, if he is going to be the captain, the leading voice in the locker room, and he's talking about imagining playing somewhere else, how frustrating it is to be in a rebuild, not knowing what it means to be in a rebuild. That's just the most naive thing I think he could have said as a professional NHL player of, of 15, 16 seasons. And if he's thinking about having a, a foot out the door, not wanting to be a part of the rebuild, good. Go. <laughs> you can go. Your $10.5 million cap hit can go. We'll, they'll, the Blackhawks can trade you in the summer, hold 50% of your cap hit back to another team who will hold another 50% back, and you can be a $2 million player, not a captain, not a face of a team, and just be a guy, a third-line guy who's going who's gonna to be penalty-killing. That's it. That's all, you'll, that's all you'll be. Or you can you know, put the pity party away, be the captain of the Blackhawks, be the face of the franchise. You're not going to be the $10 million player you, you're, you used to be, but you can be a leader and be worthy of the C on your chest because that's what a captain has to do right now for a rebuilding team. You have to lead the next generation of, of players. And if you don't want to do that, you can go. One thing I want to go back to, and, and I think this is an important thing to remember, and look, everyone agrees the Jeremy Calton situation was a disaster. However, had Jeremy Calton come into a locker room that was willing to hear out what he had to say, that was willing to accept what he was trying to implement as a system, instead of visibly, publicly being undermined by players on your team, Taves, Keith, Seabrook, all guilty of being pissed off that Quenville was fired and truly kind of pouting about it. As soon as that happens, Cowan's dead in the water. He's got no shot when the three strongest personalities in that locker room, because make no mistake, Brent Seabrook was the vocal leader of that dynasty. It wasn't Jonathan Taves. He was a, you know, lead by example kind of a guy. Brent Seabrook was the heart and soul of that dynasty. Uh, so you've got those three guys, you know, undermining the new head coach. And look, Calton sucked. We all agree. But be a professional, right? You can't just, oh, well, I don't. The reason Joel Quenville got fired was because, once again, you were underachieving. You were not playing up to expectations. So a change had to be made. The first person to go is always the coach. Always. So you can't whine and complain when the replacement comes in. And from day one, they undermine Jeremy Colleton. So if Taves and Keith and Seabrook don't respect him, why should anyone else on the roster respect him? Exactly. And it, and from then to now, Jonathan Taves has not been the same guy that we thought he was under Joel Quenville, right? There's been a lot of this public gnashing of teeth in the year off, and I don't blame him for the year off. I'm not holding it against him. Whatever he was going through is legit and scary and all those things. He, he was gone for a year, and now he comes in this year, and it's just the whole the whole Jonathan Taves thing for the last few years has been 
really, really disappointing for me. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah, and yeah. it's it, it it takes Ooh, nothing away from the fact that <laughs> he was integral for the three cup run. He's going to have his number retired. He's there's a, a you know a spot already picked out somewhere around the United Center where where the Taze statue is going to be. And it absolutely should be there. And and that takes nothing away from it. But in the here and now, what what are you going to do for the for the team? Do you want to be around or not? I think that I think that is that has to be a conversation that he and Kyle Davidson either have already had or yep. need to have, especially if, you know, he's if he's being quote unquote shocked and disheartened by the rebuild. You either got to hop, you got to hop on the ride, Jonathan, or not. And if you don't want to be here, then then the Blackhawks will need to do something to to get him. Do I, people have brought up over the course of of today doing the same thing that they did with Keith and just being like, hey, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And and if if they if if Jonathan Taze doesn't want to be here for the rebuild, if he doesn't want to you know play that role anymore for for a team that's not going to be contending then he can he can waive his no move clause he can be traded in the summer They'll, they can figure something out He's earned with that, his right? contract He's earned that sure and and they and they can say where what what do you want to do where do you want to go and 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 move on from there yeah. but suck it up for a month there's a month left in the season for right. all intents and purposes suck it up for a month and then have the conversation privately with the gm and the ownership in the off season and 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 you know this is this is coming from the post game here. This is from Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun Times. Uh, Patrick Kane was asked pretty much the exact same question that Jonathan Taze was asked, and this was his response uh, on the question of if Kane, like Taze, is rethinking his future. Kane's response was not right now. That's a discussion for another day, over the summer, or whatever it is. Just going to try and finish out this season strong. And Kane's response to the trade deadline. It's tough to lose a guy like Hagel for sure. You think about it more like you're losing a really good friend. They said we were going to go into a rebuild. That was a bit of a shocking move, but it seemed like anything was on the table after that, which agreed. The Hagel mm-hmm. trade was a surprise because it looked like, oh, that's a deal that's, you know, it's a rumor that's kind of floated out there, but it didn't seem like unless something blew away the Blackhawks, anything was going to happen. And then they got a pretty, pretty big deal for a guy like Brandon Hagel, and it was something they couldn't say no to. Right. So I, I, I think, you know, the, the way Kane has handled this rebuild, you know, and, and the messaging and, you know, at least in, in the media and his answering has been better than Jonathan Tate. He's Tays. handling it like a captain should, and our captain is handling it like a small child. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Patrick Kane got another tough question before the game today. Yes, he did. <laughs> During the intermission report on uh, TNT. Yeah, this, was, this was good stuff. Uh, Will Arnett, of, I, probably most famous for, for a bunch development. of development. Uh, the voice of Lego Batman, a his, bunch of other things. His, his new show on, on Netflix, the murder, the improv murder mystery show. Uh, it's amazing. Okay. Um, Mur- I meant, I meant I to watch is. that. Yeah. So Murder he, real murder town, whatever. It's great. He yeah. was a guest on the TNT intermission show and uh, asked uh, Patrick Kane in no uncertain terms about his future. <laughs> Patrick, we got a bunch of guys who want to ask you questions. I think you're starting talk. Yeah, Cater, uh, you were uh, teammates with Flurry. Wait, right? talk. I'm going to take over. Patrick <laughs> Kane, Will Arnett oh. here. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to talk's got to take a breather for a second. <laughs> Listen, man, huge fan. We went, met one time at the NHL Awards. You're just awesome. I got to know, are, who's leaving first, you or Taze? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Coming in hot. 
And <laughs> and I've got a destination for that's you. Uh, I got a destination for you. Blue and white. Question for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough first question. Uh, it put me on the spot here, but I know. I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully neither of us. We'll uh, we'll see how it all shakes out, though. Hey, Pat. I mean, the, the look on Patrick Kane's <laughs> face of. Did just he just asked me that question? It was a shocked bemusement from Patrick Hain, <laughs> and he handled it as well as as well as he possibly could have handled it. Yeah, I I was still. I mean, that's that <laughs> is was, that it is. was funny, but also, oh my god, he was so caught off guard by that, and uh, he responded well. Th- that whole interview, by the way, watch the whole thing. Yeah, they, there were a bunch of hardball questions thrown yeah. in very quickly. Anson Carter asking who would win in a fight between uh, Kyle Dubas and Kyle Davidson. Yes, that's the kind of that's the kind of hard hitting uh, questions that you wanna you wanna see. And who would have thought all these years later that Patrick Kane is the more mature of the two between John M and John the Daves? That's <laughs> really? what we got today. Listen, Kane has handled this the right way. He has said all the right things, and he's still performing like a ten point five million dollar player. That's another big difference. Yeah, he is said the right things, and he's going out there and, and being the Patrick Kane we know. Another three points tonight. You know, he's been really good these last few weeks. So, you know, you can be disheartened or you can go out and do your damn job. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Kane is doing his job. And he helped you out on the uh, on the points bet app tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you watched our, our CHGO Bets show, uh, Sean Anderson, you're welcome. He's now has... <laughs> He he went from fifty cents to a dollar oh five on my <laughs> lock bet. Of, he needs all the help he can get. Well, yeah, you saved his last fifty cents. I, I got him <laughs> back in the game, uh, so he can thank me for that later. I'm gonna take my my what do they call that? The vig. I gotta get the vig from him. Um, but yes, the over on Patrick Kane, a point and a half, turned out pretty good. But you know he he's been great. And you know one more thing about tonight's game. You know Jonathan Taves loved to say. It's disheartening. Yeah, that shift that the Ducks tied the game on, yeah. that was disheartening, pal. That was rough. Clean face-up loss and, and clean battle loss in front of the net. Yeah, so uh, that was more disheartening for me than trading Brendan Hagel. So enough's enough with the crying and whining. Play some hockey. Well, hopefully uh, you, you can you can keep giving some uh, some good hockey betting advice for uh, for Sean and for the rest of our viewers. You know what? I, I hope they don't call me that often because <laughs> I got lucky tonight. As you, you, I said you should be the guy on that guest spot because well, you've was, had a better run at it than I have. But, yeah. again, the Ducks. It's hard to lose it's, bets yeah. when the Ducks and the Hawks are playing. Bet, so. bet on, bet on uh, Chicago when they're, when they're playing the Ducks. But, um, yeah, if you're enjoying the CHGO – uh, all of our content across the board. One, one way to help us continue to grow is to download that PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and they'll be happy to help you out. In case you missed it, online sign-up is now available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds with Jonathan Taves because every time he speaks, he misspeaks. And 
he's going to keep getting questions like this because the media's job is to get quotes and to get stories. And if he's going to keep giving them, they're going to keep asking. So maybe just like the Kyle Beach thing, it took him till take two to say the right thing. Maybe it'll be take two tomorrow or whenever when he speaks again. And uh, hopefully he does it better this time. But man, it's just. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's that initial, it's the initial reaction. It's the initial answer that you feel is like, okay, well, that's how you feel. You know, it was when he when he retracted and said, oh, you know, I shouldn't have, you know, come out, you know, and basically pumped the tires of Stan on the way out the door. Right. Yeah, okay, but you did. Right. Yep. You know, and and if you if he wants to come out and say, ah, you know, I'm I'm here. Now I'm here, you know, he, he said in his, in his answer to, to, to Phil Thompson, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a member of the Blackhawks now, you know, that Chicago has been my home and all this stuff. It's just like, okay, yeah, I, I get that. But it's that, it's the attitude of, of, you know, it, that's, that's not Jonathan Tay's uh, answering a question to Phil Thompson. Phil, when he's in the media room, he's got his camera up in taking videos. He's, he's one of the few people that, that does it that way. And you have to know that that video is going on social media. That video is going to public. So that's not Jonathan Tay's answering a question to Phil Thompson. That's Jonathan Tay's answering a question to the public. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you put it out like that, and how do you think Blackhawks fans are going to, going to respond when you say, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm starting to think about playing, playing elsewhere. I'm starting to imagine what it would be like to play for a different team. You don't want to hear Jonathan Tays talking about that as a Blackhawks fan. No. It's it it as much as he thinks it sucks being on a rebuilding team for a lot of fans. It sucks hearing you know your longtime captain talking like that. Yeah, and a quick shout out to Phil Thompson by the way, man. He's been so good this year. Nice guy, a great guy, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's asking the tough questions. You know, he he got you know <laughs> earned a lot of credit in that uh, town hall meeting when he doubled down, and as you said. A lot of people today, why do you keep asking him the same questions? Well, if he's going to keep giving you them spicy answers, you're yep. going to keep answering the questions. So, Well, and Taze and, and Kane's futures are a major storyline. Absolutely. So, of course, you have to you have to continuously ask the same question. What are you going to ask Jonathan Taze the day after the, you know, the trade deadline or, you know, leading into the first game after the trade deadline? Hey, Jonathan, what do you think about the Ducks tonight? Who cares? Right. You want to know what he has to say about the rebuild and what he has to say about his future. Their futures are the two most important factors in this rebuild because, well, I think Kane more so, obviously, because if you were to trade Patrick Kane, you're going to get a substantial return. Way more than trading Taves. If you're trading Taves, you're probably looking at, like you mentioned, a multi-team trade to make it affordable and potentially giving up an asset to get rid of him. And yeah. just like we saw with Brian Bickle and like we've seen with some other deals in the past, you know, you got to give up an asset to get rid of a, somebody. And who to thunk that we'd be saying that about Jonathan Taves. You'd, you'd right. probably have to give up one of those first round picks you got for Brendan Hagel for someone to take on that contract. And that's the thing. Like when you think about the, the business decision to trade Jonathan Taves and the hockey decision to trade Jonathan Taves, they're probably better off keeping him. Because yeah. you don't want to lose an asset to get rid of him. Let that contract expire. Maybe somehow you're able to move him at the deadline next year. But I can't see you can't you can't give up an asset to move Jonathan no. Taves, and it's you know not in year one of a rebuild. No, no. Um, and I can't see GMs lining up around the block to get a crack at that contract either. Right? Not for 
a third-line center. If this was the Jonathan Taves of even two years ago, the COVID-shortened season, right? there would be a much better market. Maybe, yeah. You, maybe you get You would have a chance someone. to at least, you know. Or, yeah, even at even at maximum 50% retained, right. you could have gotten probably something and, and avoided giving up something to say, hey, can you do us a solid here and, and take this off our hands? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird that we're at this position and it's kind of, you know, it's a discussion that, you know, you, you never thought you would really have uh, about trading a face of the franchise, and it's just it's a, a discussion that makes your stomach churn. I was just looking up what the Hawks gave up to get Antoine Vermette in 2015, and it was a first-round pick in Klaus Dahlbeck, but Antoine Vermette did not come with a $10.5 million no. contract. And that's who, that's who, we, who, but that's who, that's who he would be on a, on a contending team. Face-off yeah. disp- defensive specialist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And if your stomach is churning because of a, a, a Jonathan Tays trade discussion, uh, one thing that might help you out is uh, Athletic Greens. They have come on as a uh, as a sponsor for the CHGO uh, sports podcast across the board, and uh, they're very proud of their AG1 product. Uh, I've used it a, a number of times since they've come on, and I definitely have uh, have seen a difference in uh, my gut health, uh, my my energy level. I, I've, I'm still awake right now. <laughs> And uh, some we of that, for that, some of that is 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 coffee. Some of that is uh, the Athletic Greens uh, regimen that I've that I've put into my day. It's it's definitely giving me a lot more uh, just natural energy, which is which is fantastic. Um, the AG One formula is designed to do all of that. It's also going to help uh, boost your immune system. In just one scoop of AG One, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And it's great for a bunch of different uh, lifestyle diets, whether it's uh, dairy-free, gluten-free, keto, paleo, vegan, all of those. Uh, with AG1, you're good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you are. It's just one scoop in a cup of water. Um, that's all it needs to be, and it's, it's going to have big benefits. Um, right now, uh, AG, uh, Athletic Greens is making it very easy to, uh, to, to get AG1 into your uh, diet. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the CHGO Chicago Blackhawks podcast. We are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. We will be back tomorrow night late again, another 9 o'clock start. So for my partners, Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi, I'm Jay Zawoski. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you on probably Friday morning. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, 
Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.